0: Welcome to the OKC First podcast.
1: Together, we're learning to do three things.
0: Friendship with God.
1: Friendship with one another.
0: And open friendship for the sake of the world.
1: For more information about OKC First, please visit OKCFirst.com. Today's scripture comes from Isaiah chapter 35, verses 1 through 4. Say to those who are of fearful heart, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will come and save you. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Doug. And thank you, Tamara. Some of you may know this, but Tamara has, uh, within the last few months, assumed the responsibility of our executive pastor's position and so she did what she did today while also worrying about the budget and worrying about the rest of the staff and so she deserves another round of applause as well it's been a full day i'm not going to bore you with it i've got this down underneath an hour and a half today so just hang with me here Uh, We are in a sermon series for Advent entitled Wonder. You're going to see it come up here on the screen in just a second. And part of it is because we have sensed from you an ache for wonder. Maybe it is a recovery of wonder. Maybe you are here today and and you heard all of the songs and you heard the lyrics to the songs, but you have not yet been able to recover that sense of wonder and you remember it. I mean, there's almost like a space in your mind and heart where the wonder of faith, not just the wonder of Christmas, but where the wonder of faith used to be, and you miss it. Some days, your pastor is that person. How are we doing? Are we going to be able to get it on, on the screen? Don't know? Okay. Where's Zach? I need Zach to come in with his cape and has to fix everything. But sometimes, you know... Sometimes your pastor can have days in which it's really, it's really hard to maintain a two handed grip on the wonder that's supposed to come and be a part of faith. And you know what helps me? Music. Mm-hmm. Music helps me. And, and especially during this time, uh, music really helps me. Now, if we don't, it, I can make this work if we never have the stuff up front. So it's okay. I'll make it work. We're not going to have it? Oh, it is going to happen. It is not gonna happen, all right. (laughs) There are songs and there are lines and songs that grip my heart, chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother, oh. By the way, on Christmas Day, uh, we are going to have church, you know, Christ mass, (laughs) probably should. So we will be here at 11, and it'll be kind of a a simple service. We're gonna sing a lot of Christmas hymns, and I'll have, again, a very short 90-minute sermon, nothing, no big deal. (laughs) But very short, and we're going to focus that day on what it is that has happened in this God become flesh, in the incarnation, in the nativity scene. What do we see about God there? We're gonna talk about that that day. And music helps me to capture some of that. I will say, there are some Christmas songs that I do not like, however. Uh, I don't like any song about grandma being run over by a reindeer. I just don't like it. I don't like that song. I, I don't, I don't like seeing mommy kissing Santa Claus. Now, I think I figured it out. I think I know what happened there. And I'll tell you a song that really has always bothered me is the one that goes something like this. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> 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 Only a hippopotamus will do. Now, uh, a, a story about that song. Did you know? that the singer of that song, at the ripe old age of 10, was an Oklahoma City resident by the name of Gayla Peavy. Gayla Peavy recorded that song overnight, it became a national sensation, sold a half a million records overnight, and got so much attention that the Oklahoma City Zoo contacted her and said, we think we can get you a hippopotamus. <laughs> now, What you'll have to do is show up on Christmas Eve when Matilda arrives, true story, Matilda arrives, and you just have to promise to donate her back to the zoo, and then the zoo will have a hippopotamus, but you will have gotten it first because you sang the song. She agreed to it, and there are pictures of it, and I'll put it all online for you to see. There was this moment when Matilda showed up, Gayla was already there, Gayla received Matilda and then turned her right back over to the zoo. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. So it was kind of, a, though I don't like the song itself because of what I thought it represented, I, it is kind of a cool song. Here's what I didn't like about it. I, I didn't like that you had a kid in the corner of the room, arms folded, stomping, saying, there is only one way to make Christmas work. I must have said gift Now, I don't know how gift giving happens at your house. Sometimes at our house, I won't say who, but sometimes the woman of the house (laughs) has been known to send me lists, right? The other members of the family send send me lists. A lot of you said, there's nothing wrong with sending lists. And at no time has anybody in my family said, if I don't get this gift, it's not Christmas. No one has ever said that to me, but that's what the song kind of felt like. Only a hippopotamus will do. If you obsess about the gift to the exclusion of the giver of the gift, you will lose wonder. Let me, let me say it in a more, maybe, earthy sorts of terms. There can be love for the gift giver, but anytime there is lust for the gift, something's going to break and fracture and you will lose wonder. This is what happened to the people of God and why they were carried into exile. The people of God at one point were oriented to the voice of God and they loved the giver of the good gifts security, help, sustenance. But then, over a period of time, the people of God got to the place where they were obsessing over the gifts as opposed to the giver of the gifts. In fact, at, the, at some points, the people of God stood in the corner, stamped their foot, and they said, no, we will have the security that we want, we will have the resources that we want, and God, if you can't give it to us in a timely manner, we'll go to other gods. Their lust for the gifts had overcome their love for the giver, and they sort of exiled themselves at some point. What about you? Now, I have seen this, and perhaps I have even seen it recently in people who were praying good prayers. Hear me. I don't hear very many people insisting on hippopotami these days, but I hear people saying, if God is God, I will get this. If God is God, I will get this. If God doesn't come through with this and this in a timely manner, then God's not God and it's not going to be Christmas, and I don't know if this faith thing works. It should not be any wonder to any of us that those people would suffer a loss of wonder. A loss of wonder. And so these people in exile, like I said, in so many ways they exiled themselves. These people found themselves in a helpless, hopeless situation, but God, as God always does, comes to the rescue. And God says something like this, be strong, do not fear, here is your God. Now, this passage today, it is art. It is poetry. It it paints the picture of a miraculous reunion and rescue full of love and wonder. So long as you and I know where to look, if you fixate on the gifts, on the stuff that you think you are owed by God, if you fixate on the gifts, then you will miss it. But if you will turn your eyes to the giver of the gifts, you might just recover both love and wonder and maybe even hope. Listen to the hope in these next few verses. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For water shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool. These are all miraculous things. And the thirsty ground springs of water, the haunt of jackals shall become a swamp, the grass shall become reeds and rushes, down in verse 10, and the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, everlasting joy shall be upon their heads, they shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. I said this to you last week, I don't know about you, but I am sort of tired of my own Cynicism. I'm cynical of my cynicism. I'm doubting my doubts. I'm sort of disillusioned with my disillusionment. There is a wide open space in me for joy and hope and wonder. And now I know today, having looked at some of these passages, what's going to have to happen. I'm going to have to loosen my grip on what I believe to be what is owed to me in terms of the gifts and reorient my attention to the giver of the gifts. You will not recover any sense Of wonder while you are fixated on the gifts. In other words, it may be a you thing. Richard Dwarf says it like this We don't really see things as they are, we tend to see things as we are. I'm going to say that again because some of you didn't groan loud enough. Ready? Okay. We don't really see things as they are. We I'm talking to those of us who at any point suffer a loss of wonder. We don't really see things as they are. We tend to see things as we are. And so there is a song, an Advent song, that sort of speaks to what it is that we need. And around here, if you're visiting with us today, here's some things that we believe and have for a long time. Sometimes you pray prayers in the hopes of believing them someday, the Lord's Prayer. You pray them and you pray them and you pray them in the hopes that over a period of time, those words, sometimes without your permission, start to take up ground in your imagination and you find that after you've prayed this prayer over so many, perhaps weeks, months and years, you go, wait, I I do kind of believe, give us this day our daily bread. Same for songs. What if you could sing your way toward a reorientation to wonder? I think that's possible. And in fact, for Advent, a season that has so much to do with hope and expectation and anticipation, maybe here's a song that we should sing more often. In fact, Dr. Riggert, if it's okay, I'd like for this to kind of be our musical backdrop for communion. No? Okay. <laughs> but here's a song. I think you've heard it before. Ready? Come, thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Those of you who have lacked for wonder, listen to this stanza. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Friends, sing that song, and then sing it again, and then draw a breath and sing it again, and maybe you will find, like I find, that I can sing my way and pray my way toward an openness to hope, to wonder. Our preoccupation can't be with the gifts that we've ordered from God. Our preoccupation can be and must be with God, the giver of good gifts, and Jesus is the clearest, fullest expression of God. And so for the next year, we will spend the next year, each of the preaching texts, we will spend this year in pursuit of the one who is always pursuing us. And this is how I believe, or I hope, that we will finally be rescued from our lust and our preoccupation with ourselves, we will be liberated for relationship. And I believe that this is how we will, I will, you will, regain our wonder, our expectation, our anticipation, and hope. If you were helping us today, would you please come and set the table and let me then characterize what it is that we're about to do. We're about to take the Lord's Supper. And it would be sort of strange, wouldn't it, to fixate on the gifts, because it's just a little piece of bread and a little bit from a cup. Don't fixate on the gifts, but fixate on the giver of the gifts, and then what those gifts tell us about the giver. If you are new today, please know this, you are welcome, and we invite you to participate, but we don't want you to feel any sort of, we don't want you to feel compelled, you are, just, you are invited, you are invited. Here's what's gonna happen. In a moment, I'm gonna ask you to stand to your feet, to exit your pew to the left, to the left, your left, not mine, and to come forward with your hands cut to receive this gift of grace. You will see at the front of every one of these aisles, you'll see somebody holding a plate of bread. As you approach with open hands, that person will take a piece of bread and press it into your hands and say, this is the body of Christ broken for you. Take that piece of bread, don't eat it just yet, dip it into the cup. The person standing there holding the cup will then say in that moment, and this is the blood of Christ shed for you, and then take and eat. And then find a place to pray, to contemplate, to perhaps in this moment, reorient what has just happened. Don't be fixated on the gifts themselves, but allow your gaze to wander over to the giver of the gifts, broken body, and shed blood. This is how our God goes about being God. Perhaps you'll want to find a specific place to pray. If you would like to come to one of these side-padded altars, we will assume that you are there for a prayer for healing. And somebody will meet you there, anoint you with oil, reminiscent, emblematic, meant to communicate the sticky presence of God. And they will pray that prayer for relational, emotional, physical healing. If you wanna come and pray at one of these kneeling benches up front, we won't assume anything, but somebody at some point will come and touch you just so you know that you're not alone. Michael and Denise Graham are here, all the way from Flint, Michigan. I think they're here. Wave at me, Michael and Denise. Are you, yeah, there they are. They are here for the Walt Crow Retreat Center experience this weekend. I'm gonna ask them after they have taken communion to find their place right here at this altar, and we will pray for them as they go back to Flint to, to minister, and if you'd like to help me gather around them to pray that prayer of commissioning, we'd love for you to do that. After that, Lisa will have prayers of our children and will close us out with the Lord's prayer. Now, if you would prefer not to participate, totally fine. It's okay. Again, you're invited. Well, who's eligible, you might ask. Any of you, any of us who recognize our need for grace, and that would include the pastor, you are welcome and eligible to take part in this ritual. If you would prefer something less, uh, let's say something more prepackaged, um, there is something prepackaged back there at the back, and you can just take it and eat and drink as soon as you get it because I'm about to do the ritual. But if that seems safer to you, we want to make sure that we have a spot for you as well. It was on the night that he was betrayed that our Savior took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and he gave it to his disciples saying, this is my body broken for you, and every time you eat of it, remember me. Same way later, he took the cup and he held it up before them and said, and this is my blood, the blood of a new covenant. And every time you drink of it, remember me. Now, all across the sanctuary, those who would, would you stand to your feet now, exit your pews to the left, and come forward to receive these gifts of God meant for the people of God. still in line, I'm going to go ahead and start the prayers of confession and then move to commission before handing it over to Lisa. So if you've already gone through, or even as you prayerfully prepare, let's begin to pray. Heavenly Father, we have it in us to be like the person who demands a specific gift, We have it in us to deal with you in this way. We have it in us, God, to fixate on the gifts to the exclusion of the giver of the gifts. Forgive us. And perhaps where you are, if you recognize that there has been a moment when you fixated, when you fixated on the gifts as opposed to the giver of the gifts, this would be a great time for you to confess that now. And Pastor Jim, come pray with my friend here. forgive us for all the times that we have worried too much about the gifts and far too little about you, the giver of the gifts. God, there are many in the room who feel that loss of wonder. I pray, God, that somehow during this Advent season and the Christmas season to follow, that you would give us the capacity to hear you as you whisper. Give us the capacity, God, to follow your whispering voice, which is also the same prayer that we're gonna pray for our friends, Michael and Denise Graham. If you would like to come and join us here to surround Michael and Denise as we pray this prayer of recommissioning before sending them back to Flint, Michigan, you're welcome to do so. Heavenly Father, thank you for this good couple. We thank you for their lives of service. We thank you for the ways that they have opened their home. We thank you for these three kids that are back in Flint. We pray that somehow God, though ministry context seemed to be changing by the moment, that there would be a constancy to your presence, to your sense of help and leadership in their lives. God, would you give them glimpses of your movement in the day-to-day life of being a parent the day-to-day life of being a pastor, the day-to-day life of being a citizen there in their part of the city. Give them glimpses of what it is that you're doing and then call them to help you do what you are doing. Keep them energized, God, keep them in full supplies of encouragement and hope and passion and vision, all while protecting their hearts, all while protecting their minds and their imaginations, while protecting their household. God, may they know of your deep and thorough love for them, your deep and thorough belief in them, and may they know it because there will be people like us who will communicate to them on a regular basis that they are, in fact, loved and cherished by you. We thank you ahead of time for all that you will do in and through Michael and Denise Graham and their church in Flint, Michigan. Lisa.
0: All right, well, church, I have some kids' prayers to share with you that were spoken over the last month. Dear Lord Jesus, hear the prayers of our kids. Jesus, I pray that my cat Cosmo comes back home. I really miss Cosmo. Lord, I pray that my dad's tonsils get better. He says it really hurts when he swallows. Jesus, I pray for safe travels. To Arkansas. God, I'm so thankful that I get to go to my friend's birthday party later today. Jesus, I pray that I get my braces on safely and that it doesn't hurt. Jesus, I pray that my dad feels better for Thanksgiving so we can all celebrate together. Jesus, I'm so thankful that I got to see my cousins in Hawaii and I got to play in the sand and the waves. It was so beautiful there. Lord, I'm thankful that I got to have pizza for Thanksgiving. Jesus, I'm so excited for my birthday. It's coming up soon, and I hope I have a fun day. Dear Jesus, we prayed for a cricket, but it died. (laughs) Jesus, I pray that my canker sore gets better. It really hurts. Dear Jesus, I pray that I will do good on my duet. I'm so thankful that I got a duet part. Dear Jesus, I'm thankful for my family, my friends, my pets, cheese and squashmallows. <laughs> and now will you join me as I pray? Dear Lord Jesus, I too am so thankful for all that you do for us. I'm thankful for the advent season that helps prepare us, your children, to receive the good gifts that you want to give us. This morning I am thankful for the joy that children bring to our lives and the gift of praise that we have received today. From our children and adult choirs, may our hearts be filled with gratitude and a childlike wonder of the mystery of your gift, Emmanuel, God with us, that you have come to live with us and to make your home in our hearts. I love you, Jesus, and I'm so thankful for the gift of relationship with you. Continue to teach me and us to walk in your ways. And to be transformed by your love. And now, church, will you join me in saying the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation